Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. This is another great episode that we're going to have for you today with the brand that has uh, really been... It seems like they have done no wrong recently. Uh, there have been a lot of deals that I'm sure you guys have seen going across all of the restaurant trades and the franchise trades and even uh, podcasts. We were just talking before we got on with this uh, with this guest, and he was saying that he was on a, on a quite a bit of a podcast tour. So, so we hope that this is his favorite stop. Uh, but we're looking forward to kind of featuring them uh, in a little bit. I really, really love, as you guys know, featuring restaurant brands that are – you know, really inventing a new category, and this brand is no different. So uh, I think you guys will really be interested and intrigued behind, you know, what this brand really stands for. Uh, I, for one, have never heard of a brand doing this within the franchise space before. So I think that'll be really, it'll be really exciting for you guys to be able to listen to that. Speaking of really awesome brands that are inventing new categories, uh, as I've kind of been harping on for the past couple episodes here, and I know that Ryan has done a couple recently, um, we've been talking a lot about Springboard. That's about three months actually from today. So uh, it is, uh, as I'm recording June 28th, uh, Springboard is in three, mo- is in three months from today, uh, September 28th. Uh, that is going to be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you have never heard of Springboard, it is the preeminent emerging brands conference in the space. Uh, we are getting and polling speakers from all different disciplines, rather it's operations, technology, marketing, franchise development, and finance, anything in between, to be able to come and speak to you from brands that have emerged already. We even do have some emerging brands to kind of walk through your shoes as well uh, on the speaker side of things. But, you know, it is a two and a half day conference that I personally really love. Uh, it is the only place where you're going to be able to uh, really get that captive mentality. It's almost like you're on a cruise ship all the time because everybody's having dinner together, which I think is great. So I'm really looking forward to you know having you all there for that. So um, getting into today's episode, as I kind of mentioned, you know I love talking to brands that are in the food space that are really inventing something very new. Uh, and Roll Em Up Taquitos is no different than that. Uh, they definitely are up to a lot of really awesome things these days. Uh, for those who have seen, I have the pleasure of knowing Chris very well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to you know bringing him onto the show. I have uh, Chris Wayland, uh, who is the chief development officer and partner of Roll Muff Taquitos, in as well as BombAF Brands, and they're sort of buying more. And we'll get into that soon. Chris, thanks for joining us. Hey, Zach, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, looking forward to uh, talking to you a bit about this awesome brand. That, uh, as I mentioned, I've never heard of a brand that was doing this before. You know, I. I, uh, I, I'm partial to all types of food all around the world, as many of the listeners here will know. Um, I know t- I know taquitos and kind of what they're all about quite well also, but, you know, would love to kind of get into the founding. I know that you are not the founder, but you were kind of the one that really saw the franchisable aspect of this brand and, you know, kind of taken on the rocket ship that it is today with a lot of multi-unit owners around the country, around the country here. Talk to me a bit about the founding story and how you personally got involved. No, I appreciate that. Um, and, and to kind of allude to to the story, we are still, as far as I know, the only you know multi-unit taquito-focused concept in the world, um, which is fantastic. But really, the concept started in the home of Ryan Usray. Ryan is my partner. Um, you know, growing up, Ryan's mom would would make taquitos for the family for family events. She would do you know two, three hundred at a time, and and they found very quickly that they would be gone in a few minutes. 
And so they would just joke around and, and say, hey, you know, mom, you should open your own taquito joint. And I think that went on for a few years. Uh, Ryan at the time uh, was really more in branding and apparel. He put two large apparel companies together uh, with two uh, large entertainers. Um, so he, he really had, had kind of been working in the background of, of the graphics, you know, some of what you see behind me uh, right now, or, or you may not if we're, if we're just on uh, no video. But, uh, you know, he he really, you know, was thinking about this concept, you know, over the course of about a five-year period. Um, unfortunately, his mom passed away. She had a heart attack. Uh, him and his dad said, hey, how do we take mom's memory and really, you know, put this thing together? So he came up with the name. Uh, he took his mom's recipes. He, you know, tweaked a few and added a few and uh, found this kind of uh, a sleepy business center in Chino Hills, California. It was converted Starbucks location. Uh, that he uh, signed a lease on. He, he likes to tell the story that the only reason he picked that space was because it was the only landlord that would actually give him a lease. Uh, you know, brand new concept, uh, you know, uh, no restaurant experience uh, per se. And he moved his family in across the street and it just kind of took off. So I got involved um, almost by accident. So I've been in emerging fast casuals, um, really development of franchising for, you know, better course of my career. Um, I think uh, Ryan had reached out to me via Instagram. I was trying to reach someone else, um, but on like just by accident got me um, and uh, and started pitching the idea of maybe franchising the concept. And uh, and at that time, you know, super busy with some other projects. I took a look at it, um, you know, and, and quite frankly, I just it just didn't click right away. Um, it, it took a few times for him to prod me and said, hey, you know, we just come out and take a look at the brand and try the food. I think we really have something there. And uh, I was living in Las Vegas at the time. I made it out to California. I sat down and, and literally knew within minutes uh, that he had something really special. Um, you know, I loved his family. I loved the concept, loved the food, loved the vibe, um, which is a really unique vibe. You know, it's a Mexican concept that we play reggae music uh, in the restaurants. And so uh, it was just it was just kind of a, a, a no brainer for me to get involved with it. And, and so we really sat down, put a, an agreement together and put a plan together to franchise it. Yeah, I love that. And so obviously you guys have had um, quite a bit of success, you know, in the first year or so that you guys have really been actively franchising the brand. You know, you didn't move from Vegas all the, all that long ago, uh, which I think is pretty amazing to understand when you when you guys started this and, you know, in 2021, really, it really has been I don't think it's been any more than a, like 14, 15 months, I don't think. So it has been a good amount of time. Talk to me about about a bit about the franchise development journey that you guys have had thus far um, and why you guys kind of think that it's the right ideal brand for a multi-unit owner. Yeah, I think that, you know, first of all, what I'll say is, you know, I, I believe we have more infrastructure in place than, than any other, you know, we have five units that are open currently right now with, with many more being open over the next course of the six months. But um, I think, you know, that was really the key factor for me is, is if you're going to bring, you know, franchisees into the system, you need to have a system. And, and so we really sat down early on and said, you know, what, what type of infrastructure can we put in place? What can we really build here to, to really be inviting to multi-unit operators that are, you know, looking to maybe diversify their portfolio? And so, you know, really early on, we made the investment in, in technology, first of all. Uh, we onboarded Olo, uh, the online ordering platform that aggregates all the delivery 
companies, um, big undertaking, very expensive. Um, they laughed at us initially. Uh, we had, you know, one store open at the time. They said, listen, we're built for locations with 50 plus locations. Like what, what are you doing calling us? And, and we knew we were going to get to 50 pretty quickly. So we didn't want to backtrack. Uh, so we made the investment. Uh, we went live with Olo probably like two, two, three months ago. Uh, we saw a 17% increase in sales in the first week. You know, it's continued from there. So that was a great decision and it'll be a great tool for our franchisees as they come on. Um, we then went more to the, the mobile app side. We partnered with Punch uh, for their rewards program and their white label mobile app. Um, our mobile app is set to go live uh, literally any day, I think today or tomorrow. Um, so oh, wow. really excited about that. Um, as a piece, um, we onboarded Restaurant 365, which is uh, a great um, kind of all-in-one inventory management, scheduling, accounting uh, software uh, platform that, that not only integrates with our point-of-sale system, but integrates with um, our, our uh, sole food distributor, um, U.S. Foods. Uh, so it just makes it a really seamless process, uh, you know, for the franchisees. We, uh, we partner with a group called Concept Services out of Austin. Uh, they do all of our equipment procurement, direct buying uh, to the manufacturers. Uh, they do our design, initial floor plan designs, our MEPs. Uh, we partner with Interplan, which is a great national architect firm. So, so really, again, just sat down and said, okay, which, which piece of this from real estate design, construction, marketing, you know, where can we be the best at and where can we be different at? And, you know, where can we bring partners that are, that are kind of best in class? And, you know, I think we've done that. And, you know, so if you combine that with the uniqueness of the product, um, you know, ease of operations, low cost of goods, low labor, you know, that's why we're getting, you know, these, these really experienced multi-unit operators, you know, coming to the system. Not to say we'd, we'd have other people that have never owned a, a restaurant before, and we're, we're not afraid to train those people and getting them, getting them open. Our Colton, California location just opened. Uh, they had never owned a restaurant before and they're, they're absolutely crushing it. So it can be done, but I, I think that the multi-unit guys uh, and girls you know, they're, they're looking at us because we do have all this infrastructure in place for a small brand and it is a great concept. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I love I love the fact that you led with the technology first. I don't think that I find that enough when I'm talking to people on here. And I think it was refreshing to kind of hear that initially, especially from a brand that is emerging. And, you know, I'm just curious personally, just because I know that you guys kind of have a lot of this down and you mentioned something very interesting just about packaging and branding and things of that nature. And, you know, when I think of a taquito and for folks who don't know, you know, it is, you know, there is a fried aspect to it. And I think that there is difficulties with that occasionally with other brands when it comes to delivery and things like that. So I'm curious to hear, you know, when the pandemic hit and I know that you guys did have a couple locations open at the time. Um, what did you guys do as it relates to, you know, delivery and all of that in order to kind of maintain the freshness of that food? Because I think it is an interesting concept when you think about it, because I have an air fryer here that I'm looking at right now. It's my best friend because I know that when it comes home, I can pop it in there and it's OK. But ideally, you wouldn't want me to have to do that. So I'm just kind of curious as to what the situation yeah. with that. No, it's a great question. Um, and, and, you know, I, I look at it as two ways. So there's obviously just delivery, uh, you know, local delivery. Um, there's also the catering aspect. Um, we actually mm, have yep. both of those because um, we do a tremendous amount of catering with the brand, um, 25 packs, 50 packs for parties, things like that. So the, the key is that the taquito actually travels really well after it's cooked and it holds its heat really well. Um, mm. But 
you can't top it. Um, what we have to do is put all the toppings in in, uh, in sides um, to where the uh, you know the, the customer can actually top it fresh at home. Um, you know, we one of the great things about our product is you know we offer five different variations. We do corn or flour, so there's actually ten uh, if you count um, all of them. Uh, but we you know we have a guac sauce, we have a, a house made salsa, we have our our famous lit sauce. So we have all these different variations: shredded cheese. Um, that a customer can kind of use flaming hot Cheeto dust for those that like that. Uh, and so, you know, what we do is we put all that, you know, kind of just separately packaged and that way, you know, when the product does get delivered out, it's just an easy, easy process. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I think, and you know, I, it's, it's good that you guys thought of that early too, because I think a lot of emerging brands in the beginning, especially ones that, you know, may be accused of not having restaurant background before they got into us. Uh, I'm sure you walked in and you were like, I'm not working on this unless I unless something like that is in place is my guess. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, in all of it, really. I mean, just, uh, you know, I think I think any brand can always be better. I mean, I look at brands with a thousand units out there and I think that they can mm -hmm. continually be better and, you know, continually uh, look at you know their operations and, you know, where you can, especially in today's world where you can lower cost of goods, lower labor. You know, I think we have to be consistently looking at that type of thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so talk to me a bit about kind of the menu and, you know, the innovation behind that, because, you know, you mentioned Flamin' Hot Cheeto Dust. I think that's kind of a cool idea. And I know that it is an interesting mix, as you mentioned, of reggae and a fast, casual Mexican concept. I don't think that that's really, you know, been done in quite that way before, at least to scale. So mm -hmm. I think that, that is really interesting. How are you guys kind of keeping the menu fresh and introducing people to really this new category while kind of making it familiar simultaneously? Yeah, we definitely believe in kind of the In-N-Out Burger philosophy. Just, you know, do what you do and do it really, really well. Kind of rinse mm -hmm. and repeat. So, you know, I'm not a big fan of doing LTOs every week and discounts and, and things like that. So, you know, our menu, I feel, is, is pretty fairly set. We may do some variations. Um, the, the beauty of our menu is we can always change the, the taste palette by just bring in other sauces or salsas or dipping, you know, almost like uh, Wingstop does, right? I mean, you have, mm -hmm. you start with kind of a chicken wing, but you can, you can change that flavor based on a lot of those, you know, rubs. Um, but, you know, we, we basically do, you know, a shredded beef, a shredded chicken, uh, seasoned ground beef, uh, a green chili potato and a cheese right now. Um, we have done an avocado as well in the past. We may roll out a carnitas in, in the future, um, but we, we like to do those kind of core um, uh, taquito slash flautas. We offer them in, in flour as well. And then mm -hmm. we complement that with, you know, uh, rice, beans. We have a churro donut, which is a huge favorite uh, in our locations. We do a lote, which is basically corn on the stick. And we yeah. also offer that in the cup for people that want to get too messy uh, in the restaurant. <laughs> you can actually order it either way. Um, you know, house-made chips, like I said, salsa, house-made guacamole. Um, but it's a very authentic, uh, you know, it's an authentic taste. Um, it's an easy product to eat. We, you know, I, I to this day have not found a, a person that said, I don't like taquitos. I mean, whether you're young, old, different, different ethnicities, it really doesn't matter. People just love the product. Yeah, no, I, I I certainly know that I do. So I mean, it, it is really it was it really piqued my interest when when I first met you just to kind of learn about it because I I love just hearing about brands that are taking something that you know I would only find in in a traditional Mexican restaurant or X Y Z type of cuisine and they're making it available for everybody around the world to to really try, which I think is just really cool. And I love and I really love seeing it. You know, you talked a bit about 
the architecture sides of things and how you guys are really building that out quite a bit. You guys have five locations open, but many to come, uh, as we've kind of talked about. I think you guys have something like over 300 in development or something to that nature, something to that effect. You're a busy man. Uh, so curious to hear um, anything with non-traditional or anything like that. I know that the real estate world has obviously changed quite a bit, been getting some up and downs with the interest rates and what people are willing to take versus what they're not. I'm curious to hear about, you know, what you guys are up to with that and kind of changing your model and non-traditional. Yeah, so non-traditional for me, there's definitely, uh, you know, for for our brand, our concept, definitely want to be uh, looking at university uh, type mm -hmm. setting. I think that's a great demographic for us. Doesn't have to be that demographic, but it, but it doesn't hurt. Um, so, you know, we definitely look in that uh, regard. You know, I'm not a, a huge fan of, other than from a marketing play, you know, the kind of universities, stadiums. Um, you, know, uh, you know, professional sports stadiums, you know, again, I think it's great from a visibility standpoint, but, um, you know, hard to operate. Uh, we'll definitely look at airports as we kind of move forward. That, that could be a great option for the brand as well. Um, if, if we found anything, you know, I think just through COVID is at least in the markets that we are in currently, which are basically Texas, Colorado, um, and then, you know, west to California, um, you know, we found real estate to be a little bit of a difficult kind of a situation. Um, at least in, in those markets, it's pretty tight still. Um, we prefer drive-through locations if we can get them. Um, they're not easy to get at all. Um, I do think with our mobile app and curbside delivery, you know, we can bypass some of that and maybe it doesn't make it as much of a necessity. But, you know, our, our core location is either a drive-through or, you know, an end cap space. Um, we can be as low as 1,400 square feet. Um, I don't like going above 1,800 because I think it's just kind of wasted space. Yeah. Um, at that point, um, we're working on a drive-through only concept, kind of in the, the realm of a Dutch Bros uh, coffee, where yep. it's just uh, you know drive-through, side patio, um, maybe a walk-up window, small footprint. Um, you know, so we're looking at just variations of the prototype. Again, we're still pretty young. Um, we, have, we do have a lot of locations in development. And with any new brand, I, I do think that you see this iteration of, of, you know, your first location looks different than your second, and your third looks different than your second. Or, you know, it just kind of con continues to grow off of that, and you fine-tune that prototype over time. And I think we're getting to that point where we definitely know exactly what our standard footprint, our prototype, build-out, signage, you know, color scheme, everything looks like, and we'll replicate that more and more as we move across the country. But, you know, I'm always looking at, you know, how, how can we, again, uh, you know, lower labor, um, you know, lower that uh, that fixed rent cost on a monthly basis. You know, what can we do to, you know, to turn more tickets? So, you know, it, we'll look at other real estate opportunities. They kind of come to us, um, you know, regardless of whether it's traditional or non-traditional. Yeah, um, I think that it is interesting to kind of hear that you guys are low labor, low labor, low labor. You know, you kind of been have been hitting on that quite a bit. Obviously, that is, you know, for the past couple of years, that was ideal, uh, considering how hard it has been to find people to work in locations just in general. And I know that, you know, you guys, you know, it is kind of the ease of being able to work with something that is pretty simple to make, which I think is ideal. Um, is there anything that you guys are doing to try and lure employees to kind of explore this new brand that people, you know, yeah. that, that people are starting to learn about, but don't but never but didn't really know existed until probably a couple of years ago? Yeah, so one of the, you know, the labor is an issue for sure, regardless of the market and continues to be. I, I you know, was never, I never believed that people were going to run back to the restaurant industry and they no. have, uh, 
Um, I think that, you know, our goal, and I think most restaurants' goal is really just to, you know, figure out ways, how do you do the same amount of volume with less people at this point? So, you know, that may be co-packing product off-site, which we're doing, um, you know, just different ways to do less prep, maybe, you know, in-house, uh, you know, you can, you know, just run a little bit leaner. But, you know, we have we have a great kind of vibe in the locations. You mentioned, you know, playing reggae, you know, we blast reggae. It's, it's a fun vibe. So, you know, if I'm an 18-year-old kid out there and I have a choice of, you know, going to, you know, a big box retailer and stocking shelves or coming in to roll them up and having fun, you know, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to pick roll them up. So, you know, we definitely attract a lot of, uh, you know, workers because of that, just because of that vibe and that culture. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I mean, I think that you're probably right. If I was in that position, I would probably feel the same way. Uh, I, I think it's probably a better place to kind of come into work than just a normal good old retail job. So, um, as it relates to, you know, the other things that you guys are up to, I know that, you know, you guys are kind of going by bomb AF brands now, and there is kind of a bit of an umbrella of, of that. Talk to me a bit about that and, you know, what kind of how you guys decided on the name, of course, and then also, you know, how you're kind of getting into this uh, as really the new iteration as you're kind of seeing more M&A happening and more growth equity happening uh, in franchise. Yeah, so Bomb AF, um, really the brainchild of, of Ryan Usray and myself, you know, we, you know, we wanted to take, you know, really kind of the vibe of Roll 'em Up um, and partner with other brands uh, that, that mm -hmm. just made sense, that complemented, um, you know, Roll 'em Up uh, and, and didn't compete with Roll 'em Up. Uh, and so Bomb AF brands, um, you know, I, I won't say what AF stands for, most people probably know, but uh, <laughs> you know, very cool, uh, very cool brands. Uh, and, uh, you know, and the idea was to, you know, to develop other kind of mom and pops into a franchise system and leveraging you know, the vendor relationships uh, that we already have in place. And so mm -hmm. one of the first brands that we partnered with uh, is a brand called the Cookie Plug. Uh, we franchised that brand uh, about two and a half months ago, three months ago. Um, it, it had 24 open locations prior to us franchising. I think we oh, have, wow. I think we have about 70 units that are committed to right now um, in development. Uh, that range again from California to Texas. Um, really fun vibe. You walk in, it's it's uh, you know it's street art, graffiti on the walls, um, blasting hip hop. It's a really unique cookie. Um, very easy operations. It just really fit you know kind of the roll them up mm -hmm. and pop AF. Uh, you know, concept. And so we're going to continue to, to look for other brands. Obviously, we don't want to spread ourselves too thin, but we do leverage some of employees. We hire others. We, we leverage vendors. Um, but, um, you know, we even have some co-branded spaces where uh, we uh, we have three right now that are in development. One of them is in Las Vegas, a little bit further ahead. But essentially, it's a roll them up on one side and a cookie plug on the next. And they share uh, back of the house. Um, they uh, uh, they have separate entrances on the front and an inner door that, that you know, you can go between the two. But, um, you know, I think that's a great way to kind of, again, leverage both brands into one lease um, and maximize that as much as possible. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of curious on this topic because I love talking to, to restaurant execs about this and kind of what they're seeing. You know, what industries do you guys really think? Are hot right now that you're intrigued by because it seems like that a lot what these what these brands really have in common is that you're taking something that seems like it would be very traditional um, and making it very and, and really changing and putting it on its head completely. Cookies with hip hop 
just seems really random. Uh, and obviously, taquitos with reggae, you just would never think. But then again, we have it with both of these brands here. So is there anything that you guys are kind of keeping your eye on right now that are intriguing you that you may want to dive into next? Yeah, there, there are a few. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too much, but there's a couple that are fairly close. Um, you know, we'll look at any category, really. Again, if it if it just fits that vibe and it's unique, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the the taquito, you know, it's, it's like an afterthought on most like full service Mexican restaurant menus. And so yeah. all we do is take a menu item and bring it to the forefront. And, you know, the cookie plug cookies are very unique cookie. But, you know, the vibe of the place when you walk in, you know, if you watch the Super Bowl show halftime show this past year, that's kind of the vibe that you that you feel when you walk in. It's very yeah. teen and millennial focused and. Um, and it just plays really well. So um, whether that's coffee, um, you know, sandwiches, I mean, we'll look at any any kind of concept out there as long as we can put a spin on it and it, and it kind of makes sense. And, you know, ideally what we want is, you know, franchisees who own Roll 'em Up, who own Cookie Plug and, and any other brand that we that we have uh, kind of under the umbrella at some point. Absolutely. Well, so I would love to just kind of finish by asking you if there's any other major plans you guys have for the rest of the year. I know that one thing is going to be getting all these locations that you guys have sold open. And I know that next year, um, you know, towards the end of this year and the beginning of next year is going to be a very, very, very big couple of six months for you guys just being able to get all these locations open uh, as they kind of have a lot of the deals happen relatively quickly and it's been about a year or so and that's when they'll all kind of pop so talk to me a bit about everything else that's going on if there's any big things you guys also have on the horizon yeah so we definitely you know i kind of took a step back on the roll them up side we i think we proved very quickly that we could sell the franchise right and there there would be people interested in it um but but i also didn't want to spread ourselves too thin um by by you know spreading out across the country too much initially so you know really you know made a concentrated effort um, from california to texas to really fill that space in um, and get some locations open before we start to kind of jump off to the to the rest of the country and i think we're pretty close to that you know right now um but you know, I, I think, our, as you mentioned, our goal is to open locations and open them successfully. And that's really where all of our focus has been, um, you know, over the course of like the last three to four months. And, and we'll start to see that now. The Colton, California franchise location just opened. We have a couple in Corona that'll open uh, in California. Um, we have some in Orange County that'll open before the end of the year, some in Texas. So our goal, you know, by the end of this year, we should have a minimum 20 franchise locations open with probably 50 uh, slated for next year. Again, the only thing that's kind of holding us back is finding the best piece of real estate. Um, you know, obviously don't want to sign leases unless it makes sense. But, um, you know, th- it's almost been a little bit of a godsend because it does spread them out a little bit as well. You mm-hmm. know, I'd love to have 100 leases tomorrow, but then you got to open 100 locations. So, you know, it's it's kind of good that it, that we've uh, that it's taken a little bit of time because it gives us time to build our training teams out. And like I said, put a little bit more infrastructure in place and fine tune some things. Um, as we kind of, you know, get these things open. But, you know, just looking, as I mentioned, the, the Colton, California location that, that opened a little over a month ago, um, it's doing like record setting numbers for our brand. It, it's, it's been amazing. And, and you know, we just want to replicate that as we move forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how things go with that, because I think that, it, you know, you guys have clearly proven the model and you've proven the interest. I think it's just going to be exciting to see you know what the what the customer numbers are looking like and what AUVs end up being like in different parts of the country it's going to allow you guys to really 
experiment and you'll be able to use all those learnings for all the other brands that you guys begin to bring in. So, you know, always, always happy to kind of hear about it and be a small part of it. So, you know, Chris, we really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, looking forward to seeing where things go in the next year for you. I appreciate it. You know, everybody asks me all the time, how are we bringing in all these, uh, these (laughs) operators and different people? And I tell them we have a standout PR team. So, you know, we'll continue. Well, we try our best, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, for for folks that want to learn more about the brand, because I'm because we do have a lot of multi-unit owners that are listening uh, as we speak right now on on the treadmill or in the car or on the plane or whatever it may be. Uh, where can they go to learn a little bit more about you guys? Yeah, rollemup.com definitely the best place. Uh, we have a franchising website as well that you can kind of click through uh, at that point. If if they're interested, um, feel free to to reach out via the the uh, the website and we'll get you out a brand book ftd and, and kind of go from there perfect well well folks you heard the guy uh make sure to check that out and if you have any other questions about the brand feel free to reach out to me as well um i know how to find him if you can't find him for some reason so uh definitely uh definitely reach out about this brand really really awesome one and i hope that i can try the food very soon uh when i do have the privilege of going out west uh, chris thanks again for coming on the show and uh looking forward to hopefully seeing you soon Thanks, Zach. Appreciate your time. Cheers, everybody.